So uh, today I just wanted to do a, a message on fellowship, fellowship, and I, don't, I didn't choose it because we're coming up on the fellowship conference or anything like that. I just uh, thought it could be helpful. I shared this before in other other places, but in in some ways it may just be a reminder. In some ways, maybe some things will be new. Um, but thinking about our fellowship, our fellowship together in the Lord, and what I want to speak about specifically is just fellowship as it relates to our conversations together. Uh, the, what we would speak about. There's other aspects of fellowship you could look at. Uh, fellowship in the gospel, the fellowship of Christ's sufferings, different things like that. But uh, today specifically, just thinking about our fellowship and our our speech, our conversation uh, with one another, that we would be able to go deeper in that. And, you know, I'm thankful for the fellowship that I've had here. You know, just even the past few days, just getting to be with different brethren and stuff, and sometimes doing very practical things, but being able to talk about the things of God and, you know, had good fellowship being here. And I think many of you would say that you're uh, thankful for the fellowship here in the church, the different times, the different conversations, different things you've had. But with everything in the Christian life that we could always go deeper in it, right? I mean, our relationship with the Lord, we're thankful, but do you want to just stay right there or where you're at? You want to go, you want to go deeper, right? So today, it's a call uh, for this to, to deepen in fellowship with one, one another. And basically what I want to do is just very quickly lay something of a foundation for what I'm talking about. But then I just want to get right into some practical helps with this that could help us uh, in, in that. Because sometimes this is, this is true about every Christian. If you are, if you are a Christian, you desire you desire fellowship. You desire deep, spirit-wrought, soul-moving, encouraging, helpful, liberating fellowship with, with one another. That's what you desire if you're a true Christian. You want to you wanna be with the saints, not just in some kind of religious thing that I was there at the meeting. No, it's that you want this deep fellowship right and you've you've tasted something of it and the call of this morning is to go still more so i'm i'm telling you something i'm calling us to something for that i know that you already desire those of you that are true christians but here's a foundation here fellowship first we've been called into fellowship with god right i had you open up there first corinthians 1 9 god is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. So we see here fellowship, first of all, we're going to get more to the practical in our participation in this fellowship, but the foundation uh, of fellowship here is that this permanent reality uh, that we already have with God and that we already have with one another. And then we're going to get into the participation of that reality. Um, We've already been called into the fellowship with God. Fellowship just being this, very simply, a close relationship. If you look up the different words into this communion, this fellowship, this close relationship, we've been called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Jesus Christ. And there's other verses, you know, and to think about this in contrast of who you were when you were lost, alienated from God, separated from the fellowship of God, without God in the world. There was no real fellowship before 
you knew God. Even if you were a professing Christian and you prayed every day, it was, it was not real fellowship with God. You were alienated, you were separated, you were estranged. There was no real communication. You were not brought into uh, a close relationship with the Lord. But in Christ now, the true Christian has been brought into this fellowship with him. And that he is the gift and all that. We've been brought into the fellowship with the Trinity, right? We could look at different verses. Time would fail. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We've been brought into the fellowship with the, the, whole, the whole God. This glorious reality that is, that is permanent for the Christian, right? You have fellowship. We could talk about, you know, well, I need more fellowship with God. I need more communion with God. And what we're saying, if we're going to be more biblical, is that we want to participate more in this close relationship that we have with him already, that we've been brought into, right? In our union with Christ, we've been brought up, we've been swept up into this communion, this fellowship, this close relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in, in Christ, right? So when somebody would say, man, I, I'm a Christian, but I just feel like my, I've been separated from God from fellowship with God for a while. That probably is not that probably is not the best word to use when you're talking about that, right? That there is no separation from this fellowship, what I'm saying, this permanent reality that we have with God. Once you've been brought in, the true Christian, you're you're in this fellowship, right? That we're with him. But then there's also this aspect to it. We've been brought into fellowship with God. We've been wrapped up in him brought into close relationship with him, but also we've been brought into close relationship with one another. First John 1, 7, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. So there's us. Fellowship with one another, Christians, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And, you know, when you're looking at First John, you're talking about realities, right? He's describing He's describing realities. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, that is the Christian, right? The Christian does walk in the light, right? We are walking in the light. I know there's different aspects. We can taste more as we uh, walking more in the light, if you will, you know, in those things. But it is describing, I take it here, this permanent reality. The Christian is walking in the light. We are children of light, it says. And we have fellowship with one another. Right? Think about that. You, ha- you are what I'm talking about today. This fellowship, you already, you already have, with people that you don't even know, is what I'm saying. This reality, right? I'm going to get to our participation in that, but we've been brought into this close relationship with Christ, with God, and we have a close relationship with that with every Christian in that way. As we are united with Jesus Christ, I think it's wrapped up in that as well as well, that we're united with one another. There's a deep relationship with there. You say, well, I don't know if I'm so close with that brother or that sister. I don't feel as close. Well, you need, we need to realize that we are close. We're as clo- close as you can get in that sense, right, in that permanent reality. We're in Christ together. This is deep. You know, we have a deep relationship already. And when we get over to Acts chapter 2, verse 42, and it starts talking about they were devoting themselves uh, to the fellowship. If you want to, you can look there. I'm just going to read it real quick. I take it that what is being said there, how does that relate to this permanent reality, this close relationship we already have, and yet now they're, well, they're devoting themselves to the fellowship? 
it's simply this, that they are participating in the fellowship that they already have with one another in Christ. They are getting to know one another more deeply, but, they already, but they've already, they're already deep with one another in that way in Christ. We're participating in the reality, kind of like the unity of the Spirit, I think. We already have unity, right? It just needs to be maintained, right? And same way fellowship, we already have close relationship. It just needs to be participated in. It needs to be deepening with one another in our participation, our partaking of that. And what I'm calling us to today is more in our, in our conversation, that we would go deeper with one another in that. So Acts chapter 2, verse 42, you guys know this. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship and the breaking of bread, and to the, and to the prayers. So I know if you look at what people, if you look at different commentaries, what they mean by fellowship here, you, know, you might get different people saying different things, kind of dogmatically possibly at times. But really I think the best way to take it is this fellowship is just this general sense to describe our participation in life together as Christians in all of its in all of its different various forms that we're participating in that and I think you can I think you can prove that when you look down in verse 44 and 47 where it talks about and all who believed were together and had all things in common they're together they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to any as any had need and day by day attending the temple together they're going they're going to the meeting together, if you will, breaking bread in their homes. I, yeah, I think there is something about the Lord's Supper, but I think it's also something as simple as they're sharing meals together, right? They're sharing life together. They receive their food. There it is. They receive their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. So deepening in fellowship, we're... Let's go deeper with one another, and a, a huge way that we do that is in our conversations with one another, getting to know one another, getting to know one another in Christ. That's my purpose of this, of this message. As I said before, not that it, there's not much to be praised for in this church for in regards to fellowship, but again, we want to be satisfied and content with all that, but also we, want, we never want to lose a, a holy discontent, right? There is so much more. There is so much depth of fellowship that we can have that, in a way, we don't even know what we're, we're, we're speaking of when we talk about it. I think that's a good way to look at it. There's so much more uh, help that can be given through our fellowship with one another, so much more uh, grace. You know, I think something that comes we need to think about is our culture. You know, we are... American, right? I mean, we're Christian. We're not American in the sense, right? We're, we're Christian. That's our identity. But we did grow up in America, right? And something about our culture, there are cultural influences that can creep into a church that we need to unlearn. We need to renew our mind in, right? And one thing is this in America, we all know it's an individualistic society, right? Everybody's kind of doing their own thing. It's very centered on the, the person. There's not much of there's not much of, uh, there's a superficiality about our culture, right? You never really go, deep, nobody ever goes deep in conversation very much, right? I mean, you just talk about deep things, it almost like makes everything awkward or something, you know? 
or, or there's just a living my life together, I'm lit, especially with media today and all those sorts of things, that I don't really have much deep, meaningful relationships. But then you get over into the New Testament, right? And you just do a cursory uh, reading of the New Testament and what you will find in all those one another texts, right? How many are those? Like, there's a lot of those. It assumes that our lives would be lived together, that it would be more than even the Sunday meeting, right? I mean, there is this depth that we cannot go with one another. We need, we, I hope this message will help us go deeper in the Sunday meetings, but also there's a depth that you just can't have if it's only the, the meeting, right? There is over the, over the meal, over the, you know, whatever it may be, over the cup of coffee kind of fellowship depth that we can have, and we need to... We need to go deeper in this, and I think if somebody were to make maybe a, uh, an estimation of maybe where a blind spot would be in the uh, church in America, the true church, it, may, it might be this one, that we can, easily coexist, we can easily go along without much deep New Testament, deep fellowship, right? Not saying we haven't had it anything, not saying we don't taste it. But when you look at the New Testament, it's like it's, you see depth, right? Together, these one another texts, and we're gonna. And I hope this message will give some practical helps how to get more deep with one another in that way. And when we think about fellowship, when we think about talking to one another about the things of God, we need to o- avoid a um, over uh, subjective approach to this. What I mean by that is say, well, I'm gonna get deep into the things of God with somebody. You know, as the Lord leads, you might say. And I, I mean, I think that's, that's right. Yeah, we want to be led by the Lord in everything we do. We want to be prayerful. But at the same time, you don't want to take that too far to where it under, it uh, does away with other parts of Scripture. For example, like if I say, you know, well, I'm going to encourage somebody when I really feel like the Lord, you know, wants me to encourage that person. But then you look at scripture and it said, and you say, how, how often should I encourage someone? It said every day, right? Encourage one another every day, right? Not just, you know, we want to be led, of course. You know, there's things I feel like God's given me to like share with different people at times. You know, even today, there's something I would like to share with somebody. But like at the same time, it's like there's a purposefulness in the scriptures, right, that we need. And brethren, like, especially when, when we're in the midst of a war, right, the battle for souls, the kingdom of Christ, the devil, the devil rages, right, the God of this world. I mean, there is a need for us to be purposeful in our conversations with one another. And scripture, God, under the, God, as Paul wrote here in Ephesians chapter 429, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, gave us some helps here. He said, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. So there's a purposefulness here, right? I need to be, th- God is telling me, when I'm with the brethren, I need to be thinking about, one, that which I need to not say things that are going to tear people down, tell, tear other Christians down, other groups down, whatever it is. But at the same time, I need to be thinking about, what would be a good word for right now, right? What would be something that I could say that actually would give grace, that actually would give enabling help in, the, in their walk with Christ to this brother or sister? What would be some, a good subject to talk about? What would be a good verse to talk about? Whatever, right? 
There's a, purpose, there's a purposefulness here. So here, here's some ideas. Now, of course, this isn't like this is the way it is. This is something I've thought about. There's probably thousands of other, other things. You guys may have better ideas, but here we go. Here's some ideas, right? When we're with one another, thinking about our, our speech, going deep with one another, you guys already, some of these you guys already, already do. What is the Lord teaching you right now? What do you, what do you read in the Word? Right there, right? We're being purposeful. We're thinking. All right, let's talk about the Word. I mean, that's where the glory is at, right? That's where the light's at. That's where the help's at. That's where the food for the soul and our fellowship around the Word. What's the Lord teaching you right now? And, it's a, and all of us need to realize that if you're a Christian, you actually have something. You have been taught by God in the Word of God. You have insights, even if you've been a Christian for about a week, you have insights that I haven't even I haven't seen. You know what I'm saying? Even though I've been a Christian for some years, that as it we all have something to share. It says, and they will all be taught of God, right? In the new cup, so much light is in this room right now. You know that we can ask, brother, what are you reading the Word? And even if you can't do it from memory, whatever, crack open that Bible, be ready to share. Hey, I've been reading this passage. This is the way the Lord showed me. And it's like that is that is encouraging things for somebody. We already. We know these things, right? But it's just a deepening in these realities, right? Around the things, around the things of God. What about this one? What are, what are your burdens right now? What are, what are you burdened about? You know, one, like, maybe what is the trial that you're in right now? You know, you think about one another in our relationship. You know, name maybe four people and what are their trials right now? And it can be sometimes. We spend, we spend good amounts of time with one another, we don't even know one another's trials, you know. There's a place to, to ask those questions. Not just it's not just for the pastor, right? It's for all the all of us building one another up. That what are your burdens right now? Or what about this one? This really gets deep with people too. What are you praying about right now? What's what's on your heart to pray? They're praying for the lost son. You get you see, oh, man, that's that's on their heart. They're praying for some na- what some nation you're burdened about. Where's somebody you want to share the gospel with? What's a burden in that way? What's a place maybe you pray for sometimes? You want to see the gospel advance? You know, we're, we're fellowshipping around the things of God, right? Again, what are your trials? I mean, how can we bear one another's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ if we don't want, know what one another's burdens are, right? And now we're not just thinking, of course, we know like, Big things, right, usually. They come up in the prayer meetings, right, different uh, serious health trials and things like that, and those are good. We need to bear one another's burdens in that way. But what about just the day-to-day soul things that you go through during the week? Those things are burdens as well, right? Like, how's your walk with the Lord? Like, how, what's the trials you're going What's the different temptations that you're in right now? And to be able to share those things in an open way, you know. Of course, there's a need for prudence at times with certain things there's things that sometimes are on a pastoral level that's that's reality right but there's so much that we can share and be transparent and open with one another like man i was really tempted this week with whatever it may be with approval of man you know i really struggle with that maybe telling somebody about that and asking that brother or sister hey what do you think how how can i how can i grow in that area you know and the brethren have some be ready to share something for that you know even if it's like brother i don't know but i'm gonna pray for you that's big you know deepening our relationship with one another this everybody's going through trials right through many tribulations you must enter the kingdom it's not that there's seasons where 
you don't have trials. Everybody's in some form or fashion, many different colorful trials, right? All manner of different trials. It'd be good for us to share those, not just with the pastor. Yeah, that is that is good and that is helpful. You should try to benefit from, you know, we should try to benefit from our pastors, but with one another, right? There's a need for transparency in this, right? To be transparent. We already know one another. That should help. We're already united with Christ in one another. To become a Christian, you're already admitting, I was so bad, I should have went to hell, and the only way that I'm going to go to heaven is because God became a man. That's how bad I was, right? And we all have these different brokenness. We have this treasure and, and jars of clay. And there's a need for, we shouldn't be scared to share our struggles. You know, I realize there's temptations in that, right? I mean, sometimes I've shared different things. I, I just been real open and honest about different kind of struggles. And some, there's a temptation to feel like, man, that person's probably going to think like, I'm so like the most broken guy they've ever, <laughs> they've ever met before, you know, or something. But there's, a, there's those temptations, but we got to push past that, right? I mean, I mean, it would be, it's to our advantage. It's advantageous to be open and transparent with the brethren because God has ordained it that as we share with these things that we're actually able to build one another up, right, and reach more maturity in Christ. I wonder how many things there are in our lives just because we haven't been transparent about it with the brethren that we're stunted in that area of growth, right? We mean that we all need one another. We all can benefit from one another. There's a place, right, to confess sin to one another, right? Not just this, this huge sin out there or whatever that somebody fell in. Yeah, you need to confess those sorts of things, but just there's a time to just daily, you know, hey, I'm struggling with in this area with this sin, with my wife, with my whatever you know I, I don't you guys think there could be like a general way of sharing these things that we don't have to be like super private about everything I mean there's stuff on pastoral level of course I realize that but like if somebody if somebody were to ask me like how my marriage is going I feel like I could I could share with them you know different areas I want to grow and different things like that I don't I think that's not out the outside the uh, realm of prudence or anything like that of course we all need discretion in these things but what about this, you know, just also when someone is being open about something, it's not just just struggle, maybe it's just some kind of how to uh, uh, wrong thinking that we may have that's revealed about something in the scriptures. We, we're asking for advice, we're maybe, we're, we're trying to speak about it. Us as the brother or sister listening to that person need to be ready to share something back, right? Interchange, right? Share something and encourage, try to help that brother, even if it's like, brother, I don't know. I don't know what to say exactly, but I'm going to pray for you. And then maybe later you come back and say, you know, I was thinking about what you shared with me, and I think maybe this could be helpful, brother, you know, or something. Couldn't we have more of that? I mean, we can all grow in those things. Seek advice from one another. We talked about that. Seeking to uh, encourage one another. You know, just that idea of asking for advice for one another, it's not just that, yeah, go to people that are more mature than you. Go to the pastors, all that. There's so much help there, but also, I mean, what about asking, have you ever asked like a younger brother or sister, maybe they're not even a Christian a year for advice on something? It's like you got to twist their arm to get them to even tell you because they feel like, who am I? Like, I'm just like a baby in Christ. But what they say, though, is, is rich, you know? There's like, there's a, there's a depth there. There's, a, there's something there to benefit from, and 
You know, I feel like some, going in some of these different churches and stuff where a lot of times there's younger brethren, I feel like one of the, one of the most important things that I can do is to, allow, to be open in such a way that I actually allow those other brethren to minister to me and for me to actually tell them how it was helpful just so they actually get to know that it's like, hey, we're all in this together. And, like, and I think in a sense, not just for somebody going in to try to help a church, but for just all of us, I think that's the best, one of the best things we can do is open up ourselves in such a way that we can allow the body to minister to us in different areas. And then as it's helpful in the Lord, we go back and actually share with that brother or sister that that was helpful what they shared. I mean, that would do so much. Because you know what? As a barrier in all this, all of us, we know how weak we are in different things. The devil's telling us how bad we are, all this. And you can be tempted to think, well, who am I to be able to encourage anybody? You know what? I mean, I don't even know if I have anything to say. That brother speaks a lot better than me. That sister does that a lot better, whatever. You can be tempted to feel like, what can I do, right? But we need, to, we need to just kind of squash all that and realize that God has actually ordained it there in Ephesians chapter 4 that we would all be, um, the, the pastor and all that is to be equipping the saints for the work of ministry. What is that ministry? It is the building up of the body of Christ that we might reach more mature manhood in Christ, right? That we might grow. So that means if you're a Christian, you're part of that, right? You have something... We need to all be convinced of our own usefulness. We need to remind ourselves. We need, and that's why when we're telling people, hey, that was encouraging, you know, that it actually shows people, wow, I didn't even think that. You know, you say stuff to somebody sometimes, you have no idea. You think, I hope that was helpful, <laughs> you know, sometimes. Then if they come back and they say, hey, that was helpful, you know, it's like, really? <laughs> like, wow, praise the Lord, you know. But it's encouraging. Encourage one another. It says every day, Hebrews chapter 3.13, encourage one another every day as long as it's called today. And it's mutual encouragement, of course, older brethren with younger brethren, right? A lot of times I'm sharing this message and like I'm the, I'm the older brethren, which I'm not really that old, but it's like a lot of young Christians, so I'm saying this. So a lot of you guys are a lot older than us, but you guys know, you older brethren, I'm sure you know that you can benefit from the younger brethren as well. And those of us that are younger uh, in the Lord, like myself, need to try to, we're trying to, you know, tap the tree on these older brethren, right? It's like, all right, y'all been around a while. It's like, take that tap. They got some, <laughs> got some sap in there. I'm going to try to get it out. But sometimes it's just a matter of having the right questions, right? Just asking the Lord. We can so much, brethren, I don't have time to share, that ask people, how can I be praying for you? How can I be praying for you right now? We can talk not just about bearing one another's burden. We can talk about God himself, right? Like, what, what about just sitting around with one another and saying, hey, what's a good attribute of God we could talk about right now, right? Like, let's just talk about the omniscience of God and how that applies to our life. What are the scriptures that go, like, how would we, you know, you can sit there and have some, sometimes some of this is just having people that are able to just bring these things up. Throw it on the table, right? Or maybe just sitting around and say, hey, what's something glorious we can, you know, it's like the conversation's done and like, well, I can't think of what's something to, to talk about now. Hey, what's something glorious we can talk about? There's so much glory in the scriptures. What's a glorious promise? Or how, hey, could you share about a trial in your life and how about how God's been faithful in, that, in, the, midst of that, in the midst of that trial?
So, so many things to share. What about sharing our testimony? Say, well, I already heard that brother's testimony. Well, ask him again. It's good, right? You know, a lot of us, we don't know one another's testimonies. I know one brother, you know, go over to his house. That's kind of the thing. He's going to ask you your testimony. That's good, you know. Uh, so many things here that we can talk about. Um, I mean, that's one thing I put down that, you know, we talk about sometimes how we're doing. We could ask this question, how's God doing, you know, just to kind of get our minds, you know, how is the Lord doing right now? It's like, well, he's, the Christ is resurrected, he's ruling over all, and he's bringing all the nations to himself. You know, getting our mind on these, on the truth, right? That's what we want to do in our fellowship with one another. There's many more, many more aspects to it that we could share, but ultimately we want to talk about Christ, right? We want to, it's Christian, it's Christian fellowship. All these things are rooted and grounded, rooted and grounded in Christ. And, you know, there in the road to Emmaus, I think, I don't think it's the main point of the text, but I do think it's an illustration in, in there that of fellowship, what it, what it can be, not saying it has to be this way all the time, but what it can be, what, what was it there in the road to Emmaus as they were walking along the road together and they were discussing these things amongst themselves, right? They had all kinds of unbelief, but I'm using it as an illustration, right? As they did, the Lord drew near, right? And he began to open up to them the scriptures, Right, And when he left, when they realized that it was Christ, what did they say? They said, did not our hearts burn within us as he spoke to us, right? I mean, we, shouldn't we be going for fellowship like that too? It may not be like that all the time. There's sometimes you just maybe feel nothing. But that kind of, that kind of glorying in Christ Jesus together, right? Speaking about his person, speaking about his work, and the Lord drawing near. We need to remember Christ is in the midst of the churches, right? Christ is walking in the midst of the lampstands. And you guys, you guys know that he has helped you through these other brethren in different ways, profound ways. All I'm saying today is, brethren, let's go deeper in these things. Some of it is this, is just prioritizing fellowship, realizing the need, and seeking to grow in it. It's interesting that, that Peter would say, show hospitality without grumbling. Right? And it's like, what? It's like we don't even understand that text sometimes, you know, because it's like, well, it assumes that you're having hospitality so much, right? Now, it may, may have been just only the you're having people in their house, but hospitality is having people over for a meal, having, getting together, whatever, that so much they were tempted to grumble about it. What is it? It's, it's inconvenient, right, at times to fellowship, right? Sometimes you have to stay up later at night. You have people over during the week or whatever, and, like, you got to do those dishes, one way to do it is that you put it on paper plates and just trash it all when you're done, you know. <laughs> or you could have people over just for dessert, you know, or have them over for coffee or have them over for water, right? Do, <laughs> do, so, do something, you know, like get together. You're, you're, wait, you're waiting at the tire place, you know, for your tires to be rotated. Call the brother up and ask him, hey, brother, how, how's, how's your day going or whatever? Like what's something the Lord's showing you in the Word? There's so much more depth that we can go with one another uh, as it as it relates to fellowship, and we need to realize we need this. Like we need more. There's areas of your life I would say that are are stunted when there's not this depth in this fellowship. You cannot understand the New Testament without a depth in relationship. It must be more than the meeting. 
And especially when we think about this huge meeting, if it's only right here, then you have people with different personality things, right? Like, like me, like in a big crowd, it's almost like you feel more comfortable kind of like in the back room sometimes. You know, you have that to where when you have people over to your house or you, you meet somebody for a coffee or you call them up on the phone, what, that there's, you can be more open at times, right, about different things. But especially in our meetings together as well. Uh, we can be deep with one another. So not saying that you guys aren't deep or anything like that, but I'm just saying that we can go deeper in these things. I want to go deeper in these things. I look at the New Testament, and I, and I wonder, not to be overly pessimistic, but just to think. I wonder if how lacking I am in real deep New Testament fellowship with one another, right? Some of you guys are retired, right? You can get together with a brother and you you know, once a week and just say, we're going to get together and talk about whatever the Lord would lead or, or whatever, you know, and there's just so much more of our relationship with one another, knowing one another more deeply, right, in Christ. We already have that depth, but the call this morning is just to go deeper in it.